5: I'm late. I'm running late. I'm running late for season four. I'm going to admit it. Debbie, played the theme tune and I promise I'll be ready by the time that's done. Okay, bye.
3: After the
6: after
5: Hello and welcome to a new season. How exciting! Oh, uh, my name this season is still Scotty, and her on the ones and twos is Debbie to me, and producer Debbie to you lot. Please full title. Um, if you're new round here, welcome to the cult. Uh, <laughs> get nudie. Spark up a little one, pour something over ice, and um, stay a while. (laughs) If this is your first time listening, in all seriousness, this is a yet-to-be award-winning or recognised as a stunning podcast, because that fucking Jesse Ware is always in the constant fucking way. Anyway, welcome to After The Tone. Essentially, I let you lot hijack our phone and provoke conversation about, well, I mean, about whatever you fancy, really. We cover everything from being mental to pissing yourself, quite a lot of me judging what you've had for your tea, uh, to the massive chats in life about capitalism, fatties, queers, brains, gender, and the rest of it. I can promise you, <coughs> I'll clear my throat, chance be a fan thing, I promise you, <laughs> Ah, making myself laugh, that's a good start. Uh, I can promise you that it's almost an entertaining 40 minutes of your life that will start you saying things like, hello, I'm a long-term listener, 1st time caller, can I have a badge, please? And I will be disgruntled every time you ask for that. And to those of you who have been with us for a while, what the fuck are you doing here? What the fuck are you doing with your lives? <laughs> <laughs> Quite enjoy being threatening. <laughs> Oh, we do have some exciting new developments, though, which will emerge over the next few weeks.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: But first up, new photo. Look at that. Look. No, go have a look. Unlock your rectangle and have a look. Mm, yeah, don't I look perturbed and sweaty. <laughs> uh, well, the gossip is that the ATT gang is expanding. <gasps> Anyway, more news on that next week. But before that, I want you to remember that this is an interactive experience and we'd love you to pick up the WhatsApp page and uh, send us a little voice note if you hear anything that stirs your Julie Waters. But also, uh, you know, why not tell your pals how cultured you are that you listen to this podcast and, um, you know, start a chat with the gang via InstaFlan or Twitters. Hashtag after the tone P-O-D. Right, without further ado... Oh God, that's such a middle-class, middle-aged woman thing to say. Right, without further ado... <laughs> i tell you what. I, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I can no longer hold it in. <laughs> yes, I am talking about the podcast. <laughs> Let's see what you lot have been getting up to since we last spoke.
1: Hello, Scotty. Glad to have you back. So, chippy order... So I'm from the South East, but I now live in Scotland. My mum's from Glasgow. So she always used to say, there's always cod and chips, in here." But But whenever we used to go back up to Scotland, it would be haddock. So when I lived in Brighton, which is where I'm from, yeah, cod and chips. But now up here, living in Edinburgh, haddock and chips, mushy peas, pickled onion. And if there is a pickled egg, I'm getting one. Thank you. Love you. Oh, and a little additional. In Scotland, you call it a fish supper. And that means you get your fish and your chips in one meal. You don't have to order them separate.
5: Oh, hello, person. Yes, I wish I could say it was glad to see you too. Hmm. I can't believe that we've had a Scottish phone call about the Scottish chip shop phenomenon, which didn't involve... Okay, now I had a long-term relationship with somebody in Scotland, largely based on the fact that I could then have access to salt and sauce, which is, for those people who have never been up to that side of the coast, because they don't do it on the other side. So if you're like in Edinburgh, and I think it's a little bit south of Edinburgh as well, what you get is, you don't get salt and vinegar, they ask you if you want Sutton sauce, which is like vinegar down brown sauce. It's absolutely delicious. So I'm quite annoyed that you didn't go for that. But, you know, and then also trying to teach your grandmother to suck eggs. I know what a supper is, okay? I know what a supper is. Listen, my favourite thing about the Scottish, I mean, no wonder why they died 10 years before us, but <laughs> is if you ask for a sausage supper, you'll get two sausages. Two sausages and chips? Oh, it's a different world up there. I mean, they know, don't they? They just know how to do things. Sorry, sorry, something. (laughs) Just had a bit of a moment there where I felt a drip go down my side and realized it's actually just my body perspirating. (laughs) Ah. So um, thank you very much. But I'm going to give that a, with the pickled eggs, uh, I'm going to give that definitely a five out of 10. Must try harder.
4: Hi, Scotty. Hi, Producer Deb. Hi, everyone in the room. It's Fran here. Just wanted to say a massive thank you to Scotty and Producer Deb for providing that space and dedicating that bit of the show last week to me and I guess my miscarriage and everything. It really did mean the world. And I know some of the gang have found me on socials and kind of messaged me and stuff. And it's it's honestly just felt like... I'm part of the crew and I just got like a massive virtual hug. It was really beautiful. So that was like one side of it. And then the flip side, I had total strangers messaging me, saying they're sorry for my loss, all of those beautiful things. And then I had people, I guess, in my real life who didn't acknowledge it in any way. One of them being actually a best friend. And I guess I'm just, saying all this because sometimes you kind of think oh I need to keep these people in my life because we've been friends for a long time or you might feel like you don't have loads of other friends or that you're difficult or your mentals are really hard to deal with or whatever it might be. I just kind of want to put it out in the room that that doesn't mean you need to like tolerate shit stuff from people and it's okay in a healthy way to set boundaries offer them the opportunity to sort of sort things out and if they choose not to like that's on them not on you it's the first time I'm really looking at certain friendships for what they are rather than what I thought they were or what I wanted them to be and it's really shitty like it's another loss in a different way but I already feel that much better for kind of putting myself first anyway i'm rambling a lot oh and my therapist listened to the pod and absolutely loved it i was actually quite proud that i was able to kind of open up and share that cuz it's not usually what i do so what i was trying to say was thank you for the support i really appreciate it and to the people in my real life that actually haven't bothered to acknowledge anything about a massive loss that's kind of changed me you're shit you're, you're a shit cunt but Anyway, I'm doing all the things I can. Um, Right, I'm going to go now. Bye. It's Fran again. I just realised the other thing I really wanted to say was that it sometimes takes for me to send a voice note into the pod and to then hear it back when I'm out on my daily walk for me to actually take on board how intense certain things might be for me like hearing it back just makes me listen to it and have more empathy for myself and when scotty tells me or says that he hopes i'm being like nicer or kinder to myself i don't know if anyone else gets this but i actually take it on board like i genuinely like stop in my tracks and think okay am i being too hard on myself what can i do to be nicer and kinder to myself same as when my therapist says it maybe it's just that other people you listen more when other people do it even though you know you should anyway just a big up love to like scotty producer deb all of you like fucking love you all right but i'm going now before i get emotional bye
5: Oh, hello, Fran. Emotional Fran here. Oh, bless you. It's always lovely to have you in the room, so welcome. Hello. Now, I just... Oh, those were my glasses. Anyway, that's maybe a sign. I think you're right here, because I think, unlike a puppy... Stick with the analogy. We're going to go on a journey. Unlike a puppy, I think a frame can just be for Christmas... Because friends come in lots of different forms, shapes and sizes, right? And I think there's something I want to talk about with you about need. I think some people, even as close as they can be to us, do not know how to have the conversations that we know how to have. It takes a lot of emotional intelligence, integrity. (laughs) I'm about to say a word that will make you laugh sanity, because despite being completely fucking mental, I think most of us who are completely fucking mental and addressing our mentalness are way saner than those people who think they're fucking normal just putting that out there, it takes a lot of that labour and I think intuitiveness to be able to approach those conversations and difficult conversations, where I think for some friends, it's easier to watch you process your own stuff than be able to articulate how you feel. Now, I'm going to sort of distance this conversation now from your experience, Fran, and talk about it more broadly. But I also think Sometimes I have seen a friend go through something and gone into rescuer mode, which is not healthy, where you want to try and take away the pain and solve it and heal it for them. And that isn't at all what that person needs. So I think there is a fine balance between being a good friend and having your own boundaries as well. Again, just to make the clear distinction that I'm not talking about your situation there, from. I think I want to talk about the need of friends. I think like dating, Uh, first one of the season, like dating... I think sometimes, again, distancing myself from your experience here, friend, this is just a tangential thought. I think like dating, we approach friendships now in a very similar Tinder swipe, left swipe, right way in which we want our friends to live up to all of our expectations. And I think there's something very Disney about how we approach friendships and relationships because we seek for perfection And people will always let us down. But I think what I find a helpful way of navigating friendships is just understanding that there are some friends I can lean on, but not ask to hold. There are some friends I can laugh with, but not lean on. And there are some friends I can be in the presence of and not expect too much of. Anyway, by the by, Fran, you're right. You must do everything I say. And to your therapist that's listened to this, You owe us some money. (laughs) Hi, Scotty.
3: Hi, Producer Debs, and hello to the After the Tone crew. It's Laura. Thank you in advance for everyone's advice. Um, Scotty, I've had a think about this, and um, you know what? My brother, he is probably what you would call conventionally good-looking. He is very tall, hairy, hairy most importantly he is related to me so obviously stunning and um you know what he's, his favorite drink is a pint of Guinness so um in some ways you'd get on really well but um he likes Guinness to the extent where um when he was 20 he went on a lad's holiday to Magaluf and actually got a tattoo of the harp on his shoulder and Oh, it's not good. He did not take care of it. And that is his one and only tattoo, which I don't know is a good or a sad thing. Anyway, so that um we're not in any way Irish actually, so I don't know if there's some sort of I don't know appropriation going on there. Also, I'm I'm not sure he's your type necessarily because he is an FFP. He is not only an FFP, he's kind of the worst kind of FFP. He goes to the gym every single day um, and don't get me wrong, I often hitch a lift with him, do a couple of classes, a nice stretch shower but he is there solidly for an hour and a half sweating his balls off all striving to stay thin and then he'll come home and have his favourite post-workout of one fried egg topped up with egg whites from a carton so it just looks like a massive fried egg anyway if it was anyone but my brother I'd probably recommend he uh, talk to a therapist but I think he's okay I'll keep an eye on him while I'm here but anyway that's enough about my brother I hope you and producer Deb's had a lovely break I'm loving seeing your trip around the west coast on your bike looks super fun and gosh super fit But yeah, thanks in advance for everyone's advice. And um, yeah, love you lots. Bye. Oh, and just to add, if that wasn't enough to put you off my brother, he is also a white cis heterosexual with a girlfriend. So yeah, bear that in mind. Bye-bye.
5: Oh, hello, Laura. Lovely to have such a detailed run through of your brother. Just full disclaimer: I don't know if anyone's given you any advice about living with your family yet. So, you know, high expectations there from the gang to have jumped in and been nice. If there's one thing that you learn about the after the tone oh, after the Toon <laughs> after the Tone crew, is that they're um, quite a selfish bunch. I think you'll. <laughs> I just really hope that so many of them are at home being like, fuck you, I'm not fucking selfish. Anyway, I just want to run through the thought process I was having with your brother, which I think will allude to a lot about how I feel... (laughs) Well, I just think it'll be quite revealing. So when you said he's conventionally attractive, I thought, no, not interested. Anyone who thinks they are pretty, I'm like, I'm really not interested in you. Because I don't think you deserve the adoration. (laughs) Honestly, when I see people who are like thin and like all about themselves, I think, I'm going to do everything in my way possible to ignore you, just to piss you off. And then you said Guinness, and I was like... "Hmm." Mm. (sighs) Mm. Mm. that was the the thing that came to mind then you said Magaluf and I was like now I'm more interested to be fair because now he does sound a bit trash (laughs) which I'm interested in then the shit Irish tattoo genre came out and I tell you what if there is anything that can make me attracted to a very average man it's a Celtic band I love... Honestly, you can take a very average Gerald and put, like, a tricolor... <laughs> a tricolor with, like, the bleeding Sacred Heart of Mary on one forearm and, you know, like like, the family... <laughs> family motto on the other, and honestly, you know, like Anya in a a scroll, and I will be a floozy, and I will throw myself at them, so I'm all right with the cultural appropriation of the, (laughs) I love how revealing that this is just made me, and then you said "Is an FFP, well, I'm going to have to go on the internet, here we go. The internet is this thing, guys. You should really look into it. It's quite fun. FFP. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh for fuck's sake! Why? Go- well, I talk about using the internet, and can I fucking use it? FFP. FFP mask is a European standard of testing masks. Oh, I might have to Urban Dictionary. It. FFP. Oh. Former fat person. Former fat person. Well, we live and learn something new every day, so thank you very much, Laura. Great, wonderful. Yeah, former fat people are kind of the worst, aren't they? And as for my biking holiday, well, on next week's show, we're going to hear some of me cycling around Llandidno and Khil. Um, Those are actual places in uh, North Wales. And that was my Wenglish accent for you. You're welcome. It's a multilingual podcast.
6: Hi Scotty, my fish and chips order would be large battered sausage, chips, curry sauce, scraps and if I'm feeling extra, you know, extra, then like a body to shove some of it in afterwards. Just can't beat it. Go big or go home.
5: Do you know what? This is a near perfect chippy order. I say near perfect because we will break this down. I love... A large battered sausage. <laughs> no, take your mind out the gutter. I do. <laughs> no, I love. <laughs> Honestly, have a word with yourself. I like a large battered sausage, just <laughs> like the rest of them. And I love chips. And do you know what? I'm very grateful to hear someone say the word scraps because you just can't be the debris of other people's batter. Can you? Now, people listening to this in Australasia or America, uh, thank you very much, Uh, basically the Judy Dent of... Judy Dent? Judy Dench of podcasting there with the accents. You might be thinking, okay, I know the fascination with fish and chips, but what are these things? Well, scraps, essentially, is when you deep fry something and the sort of... The batter comes off and (laughs) essentially the stuff that has fallen off other people's tea, we... (laughs) in the UK have as a delicacy. <laughs> when you break it down, it's vile, but it's quite delicious. And usually if you go to a good chippy they give them to you for free. And a butty, oh well. We're gonna open up a can of worms here, and which might be helpful for you to call in if you've got another name for it. But where you live within the UK there will be regional names for this object which I guess can be more broadly known as a bread roll. Now, people across the country call it a whole ton of different things and put different things in it. And even just by saying a butty, a butty in one place is one thing. And if you go to Liverpool, it means something completely different. In Liverpool, it's uh, one piece of bread that's buttered, folded over. That's a butty. So I'm really into this order, except curry sauce. I'm taking from your accent, you might be from somewhere north of The country of Englandshire. And there is an obsession, obsession with making food crispy, deep frying it, battering it, etc., etc., and then smothering it in wetness so it goes soggy, i.e., gravy or curry sauce. I don't get it, don't understand it, don't understand why curry goes with fish. I'm sorry, curry and. uh, Curry and fish. Fish curry. When people say those words, I think you're too posh for your own good. So don't be bringing that posh feel into good old fashioned. (laughs) Good old fashioned? Sound like a gammon. Protect our fish and chips. (laughs) I just think. I'm just not about it. But actually, controversially, if you give me curry sauce from a Chinese takeout and salt and pepper chips. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can go with that. But we've battered cod or had it. Oh, get a life. You disgust me. Are you
2: Scotty Love? It's that JRF here. Hello, Love. How are you? Are you producer Debbie? And obviously, I would hate to sound like I was an elitist. So I shall make it very democratic. And I shan't favour anyone. I shall just say, and the rest of the ATT crew. And of course, the people who are very special to me. You know who you are. (laughs) Any road, I saw your little shout out on the Tinterwebs and you asked for a chippy order. Well, you know what I'm wanting. Uh, Just to make this abundantly clear, when I order fish and chips, I can't have my mushy peas on the plate with the fish and chips. I keep the mushy peas in the tub. It feels wrong. It doesn't feel right. It's not natural. It's not normal. I don't like wet gravy chips. I tell a lie. I once had cheese, chips and gravy and that's actually making my mouth wetter than an otter's pocket um, speaking of otter's pockets Did you know that otters actually have a little fold of flesh where they put a little stone? They put their favourite stones in there so it helps them break over and open shellfish I know! Do a Google! It's a real thing! Otters have pockets! And I imagine they're very wet So, uh, what's happening, what's going on, what's all the shouting, who where, uh, what, Espadrill. So what's been happening yeah not much really I've been changing my meds which is cray-cray uh, I am currently on day one of not taking any antidepressants but I've got to leave it the doctor said for seven days before I could start my other medication because I've been on floxetine for 11 years so it's time to switch shit up because the floxetine increases your appetite and one thing that is don't need encouraging is eating more. Uh, bless me. So, um, and especially when the doctors are bitching at me for being a fatty bombati. So, yeah, let's take medication which doesn't increase my appetite, hey? Um.
5: Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I'm just going to pause her there because I mean, she does not half like the sound of her own voice, that one. <laughs> We're going to come back to her because, I tell you what, I just want to break down what's already been said. So, mushy peas on the size as dippiage, dippage. Okay, I will put that into room 101. That's fine because I understand not wanting, you know, to have a soggy plate. You know, when you talk about chips, cheese and gravy, you know if there were Canadians listening, they'd just say, oh, it's like poutine. I tell you what, I went over there to that can of veal because I thought, well, they're always on about their chips and gravy, had it? It's none the difference. You know, they talk about it being curds and all of that. And I was just like, it's just chips, cheese and gravy. Anyway, that's just me insulting one of the national dishes of Canada. Canada listenership now through the floor. Um, Yeah, meds changing. Well, doesn't it play with you down below? I mean... <laughs> I mean your shits. Cause yeah, I'm coming off the antidepressants and I tell you what, I'm fucking throwing everything at it. I got smelling salts, I'm doing the yoga, I got a personal trainer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, got a personal trainer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's lovely actually. She's called Fiona. She listens to the show. Hello, Fiona, you're right. I'm just throwing everything at it. You know, baths. Magnesium salts, the fucking works, bike rides, just to do anything to make sure that the exit of stage left once again from SSRIs, which is a bit of a fucking nightmare, goes smoothly. So all solidarity for you, babe, because I know what that world's like. And I tell you what, is it just me that gets the shits? Because when you do med changes, oh! Hiya, Scotty. I saw the call-out for chippy orders,
6: and, well, one minefield, it really is. So, first off, I'm from the northwest, I'm from Bury, near Manchester, so I know what a good chippy is, right? I've experienced good fish and chips. I've been to the Yorkshire coast, you know, Um, best chippy, by the way, in, I think the whole world, is in Robin Hood's Bay. You can get fresh fish and chips like off the boat it's right at the bottom if you kind of go down the main hill and then where the, the mooring bit is for the boats it's just to the right of that and it's amazing anyway that's just some you know background <laughs> about how into chippies i am um so my chippy order it's there's a few varieties number one i think a large portion of chips gravy on the side mushy pea for lots of vinegar in is Probably one of my dream meals. Definitely the dream side to a dream meal, anyway. But if I'm, like, out and about, I don't eat fish anymore because I'm vegan. But for me now, truly, a muffin, a roll, uh, that's probably controversial. A muffin, because I'm from Lancashire, with a potato scallop inside. For those not in the know, potato scallop is a big slice of potato that's battered and fried. So you put that inside the muffin with a bit of ketchup, salt and vinegar, obviously, on a portion of chips, which are, I'm going to say, double salted and vinegared, extra vinegar, triple vinegar, whatever that is. And then always a pot of mushy peas with loads of vinegar in it on the side. And that's like (laughs) a very carb heavy, but is all chippy, not carb heavy. That's it. Like, I love curry sauce. I love battered sausage, all those things. But the number one ridiculous chippy meal is a potato scallop muffin with
5: chips and mushy peas. See what I mean? People from the Northwest are obsessed with wet food. I just don't get it. Now, this person's from Burre. Now, I've suddenly realised that now because I live up here in the northwest of Englandshire, that all of the names for places I have to say with an accent, otherwise people don't really understand what I'm talking about. Like, if I was to say Burre in my accent, i say Berry, and that's, that's not where it is. In Manchester, there's a place called Castlefield. Well, I call it that. Local people call it Castlefield. I know, and there's a place just on the way out to Berry called, I can't even say it, it's like called, and you can only say it if you go, anyway, by the by, this is a really local conversation, too wet, too wet food, and I was with you until you said you were a vegan because I thought, do I trust even what this person says, <laughs> and you know why, because you had such shame disclosing the fact that you were a vegan, such shame, I'm a vegan, Don't have shame here. But like earlier I mentioned, a bread roll, a bun, a bun, has a different name. So this person calls it a muffin. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Because people in America Shire, Americaville, sorry, are listening to this being like, a muffin is like a a sweet cake. Oh, no, no, no. To these people here who like their wet food, it's a roll. Well, I call it roll. There'll be complaints about me calling it a roll, I'm sure. Now, I fully endorse double carbage. Double carbs. There is nothing better. And, I mean, I know you can take the boy out of Ireland, but you can't take Irish out of the boy. Listen, there is nothing better than a potato sandwich with cheap ketchup on cheap white bread. So I fully endorse this... Um, Potato scallop malarkey and yes to the copious amounts of salt and vinegar. You know, people are like, oh, just a little. No, 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 I want heart palpitations after such a meal.
2: And uh, I was chuckling to myself because um you were saying that I'm less of an auntie, more of a grandma. The weird thing is, when I was a little, just a slip of a thing, I used to get referred to as Grandad James by one of the babysitter's kids. And it used to really upset me. But actually, and I even have a, a cassette tapes of me <laughs> recording on a cassette tapes like, Oh, you think you're really cool, you don't you, Alison and Paul, calling me Grandad James. I'm not Grandad James, I'm a little boy, just like you lot. And I mean, it's hardly surprising, considering that the people I was, cl- I was closest to were my maternal grandma and my paternal grandfather. and. I used to just hang around with old people, and fucking loved it because, one, you're always the youngest in the room; two, they've got money for you and barley sugars in their or or what's it called? What were those um, boiled sweets like? Rhubarb and custard boiled sweets, or um, oh god, what was the other one as well? Elsie Walker. She's probably not with us anymore. She used to have them um, Bassett's blackjacks. Oh, and I used to oh. It was always a little sweetie, and she used to get. And I remember she used to give me, really because they were all the church ladies. She used to give me little religious uh, fridge magnets with teddy bears on, saying "God loves you," uh, and they were all over my granny's fridge in uh, in that there um, outside of Bradford, Ollerton, near Hossingley. Uh Anyway, blah 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 blah. So yeah, little old ladies, and you know what? I really, really, really miss those little old ladies, and there is something very sad that those little old ladies are declining um you know long cna or bhs or um do you remember when they called marks and spencers saint michael's and they would have like you know floral dresses probably all man-made fibers slightly boe but they'd always be massed with like scented talcum powder and lavender water. And I remember, um, oh God, what was her name? There was um, Gladys Firth, uh, Marjorie Williams, Elsie Walker, um, Audrey, oh God, what was her name? Audrey Merrick, Audrey Merrick, and it was Audrey Oates, and um, Elsie Walker, no, I said Elsie Walker. What was her name? Oh, Elsie Conroy in Frank. Hank Conroy. These old folk from church. And they'd all come to these prayer meetings that my grandma would host in her house and there'd be a beige buffet of triangled egg and pressed sandwiches and slices of boiled ham and tongue and tomato in in rolls and little fancies and little cakes, little angel cakes, little fairy cakes. And I also remember like sitting on the floor playing with clockwork toys and um pushing around little cars and stuff and and they'd all be sat around and like the prayer meeting and the Bible study would be over really quick and then everybody would be bitching about whoever and who's got a new extension and a new patio or a conservatory and such and such who's not been to church for a few weeks and they'd all give me like 50p, I thought that would make loads of money 50p and like a few sweeties and they'd all want to give me kisses. And they all had these kind of, like, wrinkles in their top lip. And they all had little whiskers on their chin. And and the lipstick had bled into the cracks. And the, around their necks, they all wore these little silk scarves. And I love wearing a silk scarf, as you know. And that would always be full of, like, their powdered foundation that they kind of, like, pushed into their wrinkles and creases on their face to kind of give them a even surface. And yeah, blue rinses. Oh, they'd have a blue rinse or a purple rinse.
5: So she's back again. This was making me think of one of my favourite cabaret turns I think I've ever seen was by an artist who lives in Bristol called Tom Marshman. And Tom wears all the dresses of his favourite older women and talks about the synergy between the older lady and the queer child. And I just love the romanticism of it. As a queer child, you know, I was also quite um adored by older women. But I also adored older women as well. I just thought they were just so glamorous and interesting. And they had stories that I really wanted to like hear and find out. I guess there's a relationship in society between the queer child and the older woman as being both ignored and both living life slightly behind other people. Yeah. Speaking of CNA and St Michael's, that is a genre of older women, the battleaxe, the sort of working class polyester, highly flammable battleaxe with a blue rinse is leaving us, isn't it? But there is a romanticism of that. And oh my God, money. Do you remember getting money as a child? I used to love that. Sweaty 50p's put into your hand just for being a child. What happened? That's why growing up and being an adult is so disappointing because like no one puts sweaty money in your hand. Well, I guess in some jobs they do. And that feels like a lovely moment to have a little midway breather. Uh, And let's just take a moment to hear from our sponsors. Plot twist. We don't have any. We don't have one, and we would like to consider this space one with decent morals and an ethical compass, and so we're yet to find a sponsor who aligns with our politics. However, we do have rent to pay and mouse to feed, and on average, these 40 minutes of airtime each week can take up to 40 collective hours to be made. We currently make about £250 on our Patreon, but each episode would cost us about one point five k should people get paid to put in the labour to keep this space running. So, if you you enjoy this space as much as in Netflix and if you dip into us as much as you do your prime mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And if we mean more to you than an Uber, why not consider giving us the price of a decent coffee each week to keep us on air? Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. We're very grateful if you can. And if you can't, we we totally understand. But if you can, let's try and keep the ball rolling, shall we say. Um Still to come, there's a 10 second confession. You know how I feel about those. And there's more talk about old ladies and chips with everything. Give us a beep, please. Producer Depp.
1: Hello Scotty,
6: my chippy order is chips with no salt or vinegar, yep I know, a large fish preferably haddock and then I don't know what they're called like potato scallops, I don't know if I like them but I can never remember but they look so golden and crispy and beautiful that I will get one of those just to see if I like them, curry sauce, mayonnaise and maybe, oh, some veggie spring rolls. <sighs> Why are you doing this? Okay, yep, that's it. Oh, and I'll get a can of pop, panda pop if they've got it. If not, uh, i go for a Coca-Cola, full fat.
5: I feel very triggered by this phone call. Imagine a world in which you would order chips without sort of... I can't even say it. I cannot even bring myself to say you would have chip... And you'd have curry sauce with mayonnaise. Do you know what? You really learn something about some people through their chippy tea, and that's the reason why I'm doing this, to answer your very provocative question. Why are you doing this? Oh, well... What? Chippy tea or the podcast? Because you know what? That's a really quite triggering question for me. (laughs) Why am I doing this? Oh, it's a question I ask myself every week when people say they don't like salt and vinegar. You disgust me. (laughs) And now it's time for your favourite and my favourite part of the show. It's the 10 Second Confession.
2: Hi, Scotty. My 10 Second Confession is that I'll happily drink out of a mug that my dog has just taken a sip from. My logic is that I kiss him all the time anyway, so I've probably got all the germs. Also, I let him lick plates in cafes, which I've
1: just got no shame about. My partner
5: hates. (laughs) (laughs) I wish this was able to show you what my face was doing right now. It's making me a bit queasy to think you drink from the same cup. I mean, I love the fact you've got no shame attached to this confession, so there is no need for any repentance. But... You let the dog lick the plate in a cafe. Oh my God, in which world? I'd be mortified. I'd be absolutely beside myself. Oh no, 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 no. There are some things which I just don't think should be normalised. And that definitely is one of them. Oh, in a cafe, in public. What's the world coming to?
3: Hiya, Scotty. Um, spam and chips, please, if you don't mind. That'll be lovely. And um, oh, if they've got any scraps going, can you get them to chuck some of them in? That'll be just beautiful. And yeah, salt and vinegar as well, please. Thanks. No, I've got ketchup at home. Love you. Bye.
5: Oh, you can tell this person's from, I don't know, Huddersfield, Hull, you know, like Skegness, round that way. Because Spam. Oh, no. Now, if you don't know what spam is, I mean, it's a delicacy in Korea. Honestly, you can Google that. You can have a look at that. I'm not telling you a lie. Spam is a delicacy in Korea. I think in some parts of Japan as well, because I remember coming over. For, I said, well, you know, I was going to go stay with a friend of mine in Japan. I said, what would your family like me to bring over? And she said, oh, bring spam. <laughs> spam and chips, though. Oh, no, not from a chippy. No, thank you. A spam fritter. Oh, I couldn't think of anything worse.
3: Hi, Scotty, producer Dave and the rest of the ATT crew. Um, I always enjoy your time off. I am messaging in with my uh, fish and chip order. And I'm pretty basic because I literally just go for fish and chips. So that's really bad. But I'm that person that will kind of put all the salt of vinegar on. Cake it go outside eat the top layer because I know that it hasn't all the way gone all the way down it and then go back in for more salt and vinegar and potentially controversial subject but I really really hate scraps every time I have them I kind of bite into it and it's kind of like a pop of grease in my mouth and I can't stand it sorry if you love scraps
5: why would you just have fish and chips? There's a world out there. And also, why would you be so scrap-phobic? This is a safe space. None of your scrap-phobia. Here, please. Oh, and there was Mrs. Park. Mrs. Park.
2: And they all had little paint-leather clipped handbags. Especially my grandma. She was ever in public. She'd never seen without white gloves <laughs> or a little pillbox hat. Anyway, this has gone on for far too long. I feel like I've been doing a performance piece, talking about old ladies. But anyway, hardly surprising that I don't mind being called a grandma if I'm anything like those wonderful ladies that I used to know when I was a kid. They, oh, Sorry, I'm just remembering as well. Proper gnarled fingers with long fingernails that were painted. I always thought they were so exotic. They had, like, pale pink and little white. Like, they must have had a French manicure or something. Anyway, sorry, I just went on a kind of like stream consciousness there And it's nine minutes I'm so sorry, producer Dev I'm so sorry, I'm taking far too long Anyway, I am so glad season four is here I'm so glad it's happening I'm so glad that Patreon is coming good For you you lovely persons And yeah, love and light to all of you Love and light, God bless sweethearts And yeah, a big kiss from that JRF Alright, bye
5: The gorgeous, our regular nana at the end of the bar, JRF. And I tell you what, what a wonderful way to leave episode one of season four. Oh, we've had a lovely time. I tell you what, it's been lovely hearing all of your chip stories, but I've had enough now because I tell you what, I'm very hungry. Feel free that if you want to, you know, litter us with a couple more of these chats. But I tell you what, I don't want to be talking about chips for the whole of season four. There's a whole other world out there. I say that, we were due in England to come out of full lockdown. Next week, but <laughs> that's not happening for another month. Woohoo! So I say there's another world. I could be lying. Remember, we would love you to join in the conversation. There are lots of different strands in which we have spoken about today. We spoke all about lovely Fran. We spoke about our attitudes towards <laughs> salt and vinegar, old nanas, the lost world of St. Michael, CNA today, and Debenhams. We've had some controversy as well. And also, wow, do you allow your dog to do what that dog confession was I mean I can't even get the words out of my mouth I'm so perturbed by it if any of these things have stirred a conversation or if you just want to share with us a bit of gossip about what you your neighbours or uh, down the road has been up to remember you can't just sit on your hands okay and watch other people do it like a sad boyfriend at an orgy get involved pick up your expensive rectangle open up the whatsapp and send us a voice note to this number 0788 200 3420. Please do also consider supporting us via the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. There you can enjoy the conversation with the backstage crew. And if you can't, uh, why not leave us a review or share us with your pals so we can expand the circle of chairs. Um, right, that's it from me and from Deb. Say goodbye, Deb. Deb, I think you should say goodbye. It come on, don't be rude. Say goodbye, Deb. And goodbye from me. See you next week. After the Tone is presented by me, Scotty, and produced by Debbie Kilbride for Debbie Productions. Massive shout out to Liv Morris and Louise Mothersoul. And remember, press the follow on the subscribe button to make sure that you see us every Thursday.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.